Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. And welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety Podcast. Hey, I am your host, Dr. Mark French. And as always, thank you for choosing my podcast. (laughs) It's an honor to know that I am part of your rotation, that I am part of your download group, that uh, you've chosen this one over, uh, in addition to all kinds of other great content out there. So thank you. Really appreciate that. So let's jump right in. Uh, Really, the first news story I came across is going to take me along a tangent, and I'll go ahead and I'll preface that pretty early that this is probably not going to be as much about safety. Uh, It's going to be about safety. It's going to be a psychological safety and really broader scope than just work, but still something I want to touch on because it hit me and this has been striking me over and over again and it bothers me. And so I'm going to talk about it and I don't know if that'll, maybe it'll help me feel better. Maybe it'll spark some thought with you also, but Delta Airlines recently had an employee ingested into a airplane, uh, which means that they were pulled into the engine itself. They did not survive, but the transportation board has stopped the investigation as it has been ruled a suicide. Now, how they came to that exact conclusion I haven't seen, I'm not sure I want to see, highly tragic uh, for everyone involved, other workers, people around the area, the airline, the airport. It's a terrible thing to have an injury, an incident, and then to have something like that on top of it. And it speaks to me about the crisis that is mental health in the United States And I keep hearing it, and yet I don't see any change. And let me preface this with, I am going to be as apolitical as I can, because I really don't believe politics solves anything. It's real people looking for solutions and and demanding them and fighting for them that get things done. Uh, I don't see it that that politics is going to help you choose one thing or the other. But I continue to hear that, oh, it's not a X problem. It's a mental health problem. So we'll talk about firearms. It's, it's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem. We also hear in the workplace, like we, we can see things like quiet quitting. 
we can see stress levels going up and up and up. And I read a really interesting uh, piece of information that was like, you know, it's great that all these organizations are starting to kind of dabble in, like, how do we teach you about stress relief? How do we teach you, teach you meditation? How do we uh, give you all these coping tools? And yet nothing is changing about people being overworked, too many hours, not taking their vacation, being patted on the back for working long hours and, and getting the rewards and accolades for spending those hours and not taking your vacation. And, and then we continue to up the rate and up the, the expectation because we see some people can sustain it. So we, we keep pushing for it harder and harder in the workforce. And this is generality, of course. I'm not talking about anything in particular, but it's a generality and it's, it's becoming an, an alarming trend where then either people quietly quit or they burn out and or they find something else or other things happen. But there's that churn of that we recognize there's a problem and we think the root cause and we think the fix to it is fixing the person, not the condition that's around them. And so I always go back and think, okay, what more can we do? What should we be doing? And the, the data is there. But it also, when you do need help, how quickly can you get it? How close is there a good therapist or counselor that fits? How many counselors or therapists does someone sometimes have to go through to find someone who fits? It's a tough situation because there has to be a really good synergy, a good fit, and a good therapist can't fix everything. Uh, they can help with the coping tools. They can help uh, do a lot to bring you to reframe, to rethink, to redo, to find coping mechanisms, to, to relook at the way things are happening, to help guide you through that path. But sometimes the situations still don't change. And what happens then? How do we go about it? That's a lot deeper. But really what my concern is, is just the state of mental health in America because it's hard. A lot of insurances do not cover very much and it's hard to find someone who will take insurance, especially in rural communities. That's where it's, there's really a strong like need for opportunities where it's hard to find someone and it's hard to figure out how to get the system navigated. And I've heard horror stories, unfortunately, about employee assistance programs that are, um, <laughs> the best way for me to put it is kind of like they're subcontracted to subcontracted to subcontracted to finally they're built into part of your insurance. And it's just terrible where long hold times, the person that answers the phone may not be equipped to ask the right questions, may not ask the right questions, may not be prepared for any of those things and then maybe not even follow up appropriately or the system loses track of people or they don't have an updated list of good people to contact for that condition or they just don't listen at all. Uh, they just completely ignore whatever the person has said, what they're looking for, the help they need, and they just do what they want and, and mark it off on their list as, hey, another satisfied customer. So I think that from my standpoint and safety and HR is they're, they're combined here. This is where one of those things where like, it is important that 
we see each other and we understand that these two things work together. The safety and mental health of our team directly leads to the safety in the workplace. And here's a direct link of where something has happened that affects so many people. No telling where it begins, uh, because that kind of issue begins so complexly, so deeply. But where could things have been different? And I, I definitely say to look at your EAP, even test it. Uh, get feedback on it. And there are some other services out there that are paid, but it's an investment in what you are doing for your team. It's investment in their health, their mental health, their process. And it's so important that we focus on that because someone who is focused, someone who can come in with a, a clearer mind, we still bring in every kind of baggage when we come into the workplace. We can't put it down. That's our human nature. But it also, on the flip side, makes us some of the best problem solvers, workers. There, there's the upside and downside with people, but there are things we can do to help. There are things we can be available for in the workplace. And I say we as kind of leaders of the workplace. So when I say we, don't think it's just me and you. It's, it's the royal we of you know workplaces in general and the work that we do every single day and the organization itself should be focused on that total well-being of, okay, how do we affect the mental health? How can we help with mental health and other situations that are around us that we can help with that may be outside of work, but what can we do? And then how do we make sure we follow through and make sure people are satisfied and they get the care that they need? Let's chat just a little bit more about that in the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. TSDA Consulting. Learn you. Lead others. The Myers-Briggs Type Indicator is an amazing tool. Problem is that it can be easily misinterpreted. Dr. Mark French is MBTI certified and ready to help you discover your inner strengths. The MBTI assessment can help with team building, stress management, communication, conflict management, and so much more. Individual and group sessions are available to help you discover what makes you great. For more information, visit us on the web at tsdaconsulting.com. And welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So I just want to crystallize from the first half. I know I took it on a very interesting journey there, but I really want to crystallize what I was trying to say. And it's really that we as organizations, we as leaders, we have a responsibility. We have an obligation to do what we can to protect the, the psychological safety and the mental health of our team. And sometimes that means through, can, can we have any influence on the insurance? Can we have any influence on the EAP? Uh, you know, can we just be there for another person in our company to help be there and say, hey, you know, uh, you look like something's happening there. Can you, you want, there's some great opportunity. There's some people, there's uh, methods that we can do. And, you know, maybe if we make that concerted push, maybe the state of, mental health in the United States, maybe the methods, the, the availability, the coverage, all will start to improve too if we start demanding it. And I think that's the first step is we have to ask and we have to be passionate about it. And that's one thing about I am passionate about, and that is mental health. 
All right, let's jump into a whole lot. Let's go with different. Let's go back into traditional safety. And I came across an article where another pop-up chain, uh, Dollar Tree, was cited up in the Northeast for a number of fines. It's the same typical fines that we continue to see with these smaller discount stores that are quick pop-up, usually rural areas, and help out. And it's, it is stuff in the way, exits blocked, things stacked the wrong way. And usually it's because, again, I the root cause to me has always been kind of staffing, is that generally they're, they run lean and they expect one person to kind of do it all during a shift or two people. And that means keeping the, the shelves restocked, receiving inventory, finding places for it, because sometimes it's a little bit undersized for assuring that inventory can be held in the right way. And so the fines continue to stack up because of exits being blocked, aisles being blocked, items not being stacked the right way, items falling or having the potential to fall on employees and other general workplace safety concerns. But those are the biggest ones is really egress. And that those stores are generally, I mean, they are, they're full of really cool stuff. And if you've got a cart coming out to restock and then you have to go do something else, it, it gets blocked and it's unfortunate to continue to see it. And one of the, the reason I bring that up again is the fact that the fines seem large when you look at I me mean, for me, that's a, when you're talking to a, a six digit fine for me, that's just, whoa, that's a lot of money. For that corporation, it's not really anything. I mean, it almost feels like to me that that's part of their operating budget, that we're going to have X amount of OSHA fines this year. Let's just budget it, and then let's uh, let's go and make some money. And that disappoints me to think that there's companies out there that still have that attitude, even though I know they exist. And there's worse out there than that. I mean, we've certainly talked about a number of them on the podcast, but it still bothers me fundamentally when I read it and think that there was a distinct choice financially to say we had rather pay the fine than fix the issue because the fine will be cheaper than the issue being fixed. And that happens. Those financial decisions are happening everywhere. And there's arguments going on everywhere for that exact reason of hey, there's a problem here. How do we address it? Well, how much is it going to cost? Oh, my goodness. How much is the fine? Oh, well, still, you have to fix that issue. But when you're abating it, it really, hmm, you, you abate the exact issue that's found. I think that's part of the problem. You don't really look at extent of condition or real prevention. You look at did you fix the immediate issue and that can be abated. That can be fixed. There's things there that can happen very easily to make it look and the appearance thereof of, hey, it's fixed until next time. And that's really what it comes down to is it's, it's fixed until next time. And uh, that is such an interesting statement when you think about, well, it's we know it's going to happen again. We haven't really thought about full prevention and so it was going to happen again. It's just a matter of when we get caught. And some of these actually were employee complaints of the, the conditions they were seeing, asking for OSHA to come in and take an evaluative look at what was happening. So kind of interesting to see that this is still happening. 
and it happens frequently. And there has to be some kind of change, I think long-term, with how we approach the safety of our team. But again, there's this great divide of the intent of a corporation. And the intent of a corporation, of course, is to make money. But what, on the back end, I'm a firm believer that if you invest in your people, everything shows that eventually that will pay off dividends compared to where you would be if you didn't invest in your people. So I'm a firm believer in that. But it's, it's hard to find organizations that will make that choice to do that uh, all the time, fundamentally, sustainably, and, I mean, as part of their culture vision anyway, soapbox, I guess, of what I, the ideal world as according to Mark. <laughs> so I do want to, as I'm wrapping up here, time has flown by for this episode, but I want to talk a little bit about, hey, if you're going to be around the Nashville area in August, there is a fantastic health and safety conference. It's the Tennessee Safety and Health Conference. It's one of the the best, I think, in the nation. It's 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 been established for a long time. It brings in some fantastic speakers and people and learners and, and exhibitors. It is just a really neat time. And of course, it's in the wonderful Nashville, Tennessee, which I mean, how can you not want to be in, in Nashville? So <laughs> if you're around the area, that is coming up in August. And uh I'm honored to actually be one of the speakers there talking about safety engagement and how we can improve it and how it really benefits our companies. So I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to continue to meet people, to do my networking thing. And uh, if you happen to be there, I'd love to say hello. Uh, if not, I know it's not available to everybody or accessible. No problem. Uh, I'll be posting things from there so uh, you can live vicariously through me, I guess. <laughs> so I really appreciate you joining me on this episode. And until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.